In today's episode of the Blue Collar Brain Trust podcast, we welcome Jeff Morgan. He's the owner of Morgan Miller Plumbing in Grandview, Missouri. Welcome everybody to the Blue Collar Brain Trust podcast. I am very pleased to introduce uh, our today's guest, Jeff Morgan of Morgan Miller Plumbing in Grandview, Missouri. Um, we we're just talking about how cold it is out there, Jeff. What, what's it like out there in, in, uh, in Grandview right now? Well, today is much better than it was just a week ago. I think the difference in temperature is somewhere about 70 or 80 degrees different. Yeah. Wow. Are you getting a lot of folks out there with um, first pipes, uh, plumbing-related issues uh, due to the, the weather? It's really hard to make a living this time of year because of that reason. Um, everybody's in disaster mode. Guys are tired. Once they get wet, which is going to be their first call, it's really hard to work the rest of the day, but they plunge on. <laughs> plunge on, I think that's <laughs> So tell our guests a little bit more about Morgan Miller Plumbing. We're in our 25th year. We started in 1997. I was 35 years old, and I thought if I didn't start my own company pretty soon, I'd be too old to ever do it. So <laughs> that's kind of how the company started. How did you How did you wind up in, in that line of work? I'm a son of a son of a plumber. Um, son of a son of a plumber. Yeah, you know the song, right? <laughs> I, I can't believe I've ever heard it before, but I'm going to have to listen to it now. Oh, um, my grandfather was a plumber. I never met him. He was gone before I was born. My father was a plumber before World War II and then came back from uh, the Japanese islands and began selling plumbing equipment and plumb parts. And so I pretty much knew I was going to be a plumber if I wanted to be, and I applied myself exactly to the point to where I didn't have much choice. Right. Um, and then, so I'm 17, the first Monday after high school, I'm digging a ditch, and I can remember thinking right then how mad I was because I didn't give myself any choices. But then I also remember how determined I was to decide that I was just going to be good at what I've done or what I'm doing. And I'm going to be better than anybody's ever been. And once I got that mindset going, everything came pretty easy. Wow. Third generation plumber. Quite a family legacy. And, and do you have any kids? Are they working in the family business too? No, they're not. Um, we have two grown children, and they're off into different fields. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in business for a long time now, and Thank uh, you. I've looked over, you know, your company and your website and things like that. It looks like you're really good at marketing yourself, and you're you you also got a big heart too. That's one of the things that I noticed about you. You do wow. you try to give you try to give back to the community. I've seen your work with Habitat for Humanity some other things that you've done. So I really, really want to compliment you on that. That's good of you to go ahead and give back to the community like the, the way that you are. Well, thank you, Cameron. It's important. It's the community that allows us to stay in business. Right. And so that's the first place that we try to give back any way we can. It just makes being in business worth it. I'm sure there's a lot of other entrepreneurs out there that feel the same exact way there are in, you know, through my outreach and all the people that I've talked to about this show, I've really noticed that we have good people here in this country and, and there's a lot of people giving back and 
you know, I would hope that other businesses would follow suit and learn from your example. Thank you. Well, it's actually, it's, it's honestly a, a, one of the final pieces of running a successful business is being able to give it all back. And if you go to any seminar schools, classes, that'll be an integral part of running a business. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Is there anything that's happened over the years? I mean, you've seen a lot, been in business for a long time. Is there anything that's happened over the years that's changed the way you've done business? What have you learned? Oh, boy. Well, material has gotten a lot easier to work with. Tools have never been safer. It's really never been safer to, to be in the trades business as it is right now. But as far as us personally, I'd have to say that the year that we said goodbye to Yellow Pages, which was well over a decade ago, and said hello to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, things have definitely changed in that. In it changed that. a lot, man. Because of our willingness to accept that as a way to get a hold of people, it's led us to worlds that we would have never imagined, including three visits to Facebook headquarters to talk about small business. And that is an honor. Wow, that's incredible. You yeah. have to to Facebook headquarters? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You know, Cheryl Sandberg, she's the COO of Facebook. I've this. heard of her before. I don't know. She's a wonderful woman. She wouldn't know me from Adam, of course, but she came into the first meeting we ever had there and everybody was just all googling about her. And I walked up to her and asked to shake her hand. As she shook my hand, I said, thank you. I've never touched a billionaire. <laughs> And then, you know, that was fun. And by, I'd say another minute and a half later, we're all taking selfies. She's just yeah. like everybody else, man. Yeah, I, I was interviewing a, a roofer in San Diego. You know, he was talking about how things have changed in that area too. And how, you know, they used to advertise in the newspaper. <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that's all, it's all, everything's all digital now. And you've got to keep an open mind about it. Because if you get stuck in this is the way we do it, man, you're going to die. Things are changing right. so fast. And then, then you've got COVID, right? And just earlier this week, my marketing partner and I decided that we were going to have a new rule. We're already doing lots of different things than we were just a year ago. But once COVID's tackled and it's years behind us, we're still going to use it as an excuse not to do certain things anymore. Right. We, we can't wait to get there. You've trained a lot of people in your career. What advice would you give someone who was looking to get into your line of work? As an apprentice, just walking in, not knowing anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in plumbing, it's not about the plumber and the jokes that come along with being a plumber. It's about safe water, clean water, and safe sanitation. And if you can keep that in your mind, that you're providing clean water, safe sanitation for the world, uh, You'll have a sense of pride about this industry that uh, a lot of people wouldn't be able to understand. I think it's important because without clean water and safe sanitation, you and I can't even do this. Sure, absolutely. So it's important. It's definitely an essential service and something that we couldn't live without. It's very important and probably a lot of people take it for granted and don't even think about. They can just turn a knob and fresh water comes out of their faucet. It's a modern day miracle. 
a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world don't have that privilege. And here at Morgan Middle Plumbing, we've seen some of that firsthand too. Um, we do charity work for several organizations that travel the continent or the world. And uh, we've been to Haiti, Kenya, Uganda. And I believe that organization similar to Doctors Without Borders is Plumbers Without Borders. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm a board member of Plumbers Without Borders. It's a dream come true, really. I semi-retired five years ago, and that's when I started my international career. If you want to call it that? I don't know. It's just what I'm doing. Um, and part of that was following along with Plumbers Without Borders from Facebook. And then when I retired, getting really involved with them. And so it's been a great partnership. Wow, that's really cool. Thank you. I'm in love with it. Is there any common myths in your industry that you'd like to dispel? That's a question that I've asked a lot of people, and I'm always surprised at the answer. Yeah, plumbing can be can be nasty. And we do residential service is our expertise. There's all kinds of different plumbing fields that you can get involved in. It doesn't have to just be residential service. Um, and it could be nasty, but I think maybe one of the myths is that uh, how lucrative it can be. A man or a woman not going to college, want a good living and, uh, and a substantial amount of pay to, to take home to their family can do that in plumbing and do it in pretty short order. I think there's a lot of people that don't, don't realize that and maybe a lack of emphasis on trade schools to kids when they're in, they're in high school that that's a legitimate route that someone can take to earn a good living and take care of their family. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think that they're not- I can talk to you all week long, Cameron. I mean it. We just, we did a seminar Monday with four different classes at a trade school um, here close to our city. Uh, we do it all spring and summer long or fall long when school opens back up. We started a scholarship program at a local junior college here in town send the plumber through the plumbing trade school there and then also work with us. We've committed to a five-year project there where we're going to hire an apprentice every year for the next five years. And I thought that sounded pretty good because during the apprentice number one's fifth year, he'll be ready or she'll be ready for a license and we'll have four behind him. So far it's worked real well. So I'm, we're really bullish on bringing the kids in, the, going to the high schools and talking to them, even into the middle schools, just to give them some ideas sure. that, hey, you know what, like me, I wasn't going to go to college. I knew that early on. And that's okay. You don't have to feel or be belittled because that's not the route you're going to go. There's other routes and it's not just plumbing. It's any of the trades. We're getting ready to rebuild this country. So yeah. we're in hot demand right now. And there's never been a better time to be a tradesperson. Fantastic. I think that's an important message to get out there to people, for sure. It's the truth. Going back to the customer perspective here, what what advice could you give customers on, on how they could pick a good plumber for their needs? I would pick one that's non-commissioned, and I would pick one that's been around a minute or two, and that is fairly expensive. One? <laughs> we pay by salary or by the hour here. Um, and always have. I was in the commission world for a while and it just didn't seem to fit my heart. Um, 
and I, what I mean by been around for a minute, like us, it could be a new company too, the uh, guys just starting out. Gosh, I know that several people that have worked here are running successful businesses now. But you want somebody that's going to be there if something's wrong, if something happens. And, and that's what I meant about fairly expensive. Because if a company or a person is charging the right amount, they're going to stay in business. They're working for the right customers that respect what they're doing. They're going to stay in business. And, and for a plumber, you, I'm not ever going to pretend I'm as important as a doctor, even though we do provide the water that they use. It is nice, isn't it, to be able to call on somebody you know that is going to be there and you can trust isn't going to um, take advantage of you or your family member. Absolutely. And that's what it's about for me. Yeah. For, for us. Let's talk about something that I know is very important in all the trades, and that's safety. What do you do during the day that you make sure you're going to come home safe to your family. And what do you teach your folks that work for you about that? Well, safety starts when you get up in the morning. We actually had our insurance auditor that comes by to make sure our shop is safe. Ask if you could come in and take pictures, et cetera, et cetera, that our shop was so clean, straight, and tidy. And so it, it's, awesome. it's, it's, yeah, it was. It was a really cool day. So it starts right there, I think. I'll tell you a real simple safety measure that we use here that everybody kind of makes fun of me about. It's a safety issue because of glare, but we don't allow anything on the dashboard. On the dashboard of your vehicles. Zero tolerance on that issue. For many reasons, mine mainly is safety. Nobody ever asked me about the safety part because it is also sales. When I'm pulling or when we're pulling up into a job site, you know people are watching, they're looking out the window because I do that. And if you pull up in a band that's smoky and loud and there's all kinds of last week's trash on the dashboard, now you know you got to watch out. At least that's how you feel. Right. Um, and there's no reason to have that rejection right off the bat. With, and by not having a, by having a clean dashboard, you've, you've accomplished that goal. But really, it's about the glare, right? Because you can't see. And so when you say get home at night, that's Now, we've all had to deal with a crisis in the country, the pandemic, COVID-19. How has that affected your business? And what are some things that you've done and some things that you've had to change because of that? And what advice could you give people about that? That's an excellent question, Cameron. It was St. Patrick's Day for us last year when the company split up and most of the people that worked in the office went home. And we figured out how to do it all from home, basically. Of course, the safety precautions were taken into effect immediately, and they still are. It's difficult, isn't it, I mean, to stay safe? We've been real lucky. It's been all around us, but none of our uh, associates have been hit with it. Uh, oh, that's very fortunate, yeah. Yeah, we've been really lucky. I would say take what we've learned, like with these calls that we're doing today. My goodness. I can get so much more done. Um, take what you've learned and, and remove from your business and leave them there. Leave them removed. I've learned, we've learned so much in the last 12 months on how to be more efficient, how to figure out new ways of doing things. And most of them have been pretty successful. Well, are there any questions that you wished I would have asked you that I didn't ask you? How about am I happy that I chose this career? Are you happy that you chose your career? You could go back. You could go back 
in time, Jeff, and become and be, a, the, and be the sportscaster that I wanted to be. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Had I done that, I'd have never met you. Oh, that's very nice. That's very nice of you, and very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, so I'm really you. happy that I've been able to uh, to help a lot of people in this community in the last forty something years. You know, if you're speaking to the audience now, you know, why should people pick you? Why should people pick you? I mean, there's a million folks in your business. Obviously, there's a lot of different levels of service that they're going to get. But why should folks pick you to come over and help them out when they need it? A portion of every dollar that you pay us is going to go to someone else in need. Fantastic. Like I said in the very beginning, you've got a big heart. I like the way you do business. I like the way you give back. And if I lived a little closer to you <laughs> and I had something I needed help with, I'd, I'd definitely call you, Jeff. Uh, that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean we can't help you because virtual plumbing is coming. Is that right? Maybe we'll Tell me about, about that. that. <laughs> Tell me about virtual plumbing. Oh, it's exciting. We can walk you right through any service call just about using this platform even. What a great idea. So you could have somebody who's not so handy, who needs to rebuild their toilet or something like that, and you could just walk them right through the whole thing? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and for, a set, for a set price. And even even find their material for them and get an order for them and have it ready for them to go pick up at plumber's rates even. That's care. a great idea. I, I have never heard of that before, but I mean, it makes total sense especially, you know, during what we're going through right now where somebody might be reluctant to have someone else come in their house. Absolutely. That's exactly right. That's another reason why it's becoming a, something at the forefront. I think we'll be keeping in touch. And when I get this developed a little further, you'll be one of the first 20 to know. I would love to. I would love to uh, follow up on that. And, and maybe, maybe, heck, maybe we could do another show where you talk about just that. I mean, That'd be fantastic. Great. Maybe we can even do a practice service call with you. Wonderful. I'd, I'd totally do that, you know. Thank you. I'd, I'd love to get down there and do some plumbing while you tell me how to do it. That'd be fun. Okay. You got a deal. <laughs> I mean it. Okay, Jeff. How can people contact you? How can people Hi. contact you if they need your help? In this metropolitan area, just look up our plumbing company, Morgan Miller Plumbing. Uh, we're all over the place. Okay. We're on every platform you can think of. Excellent. Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, it was really great to meet you. And uh, I look forward to talking with you again in the future. Thank you, Cameron. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.